Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a heart-centered podcast dedicated to community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. I am your host, Shauna Galbrand. I, along with my guests and guest co-hosts, are excited to bring you topics that affect our everyday lives as we share wisdom, awareness, experience, and the practice of vulnerability. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose. I'm your host, Shauna Gulbrand. Thank you so much for being here today with me. I am joined today by Tina Owens. Tina is a medium and a psychic intuitive. Tina holds a master's degree in library science and has worked in both public and corporate libraries for six years. Originally from Louisville, Kentucky, she now lives in the woods of southern New Hampshire with her husband of 33 years and her two Siberian Huskies. Tina has studied philosophical texts, religion, and cultural expressions of faith for over four decades. She came to Reiki, mediumship, tarot, and her developing interest in astrology. And from what she tells me, this is where she discovered her truth. Welcome, Tina. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Good to be here. Tina was introduced to me through mutual friend Inga Blythe. Love Inga so much. Big shout out to Inga. And today we're (laughs) going to be focusing on mediumship and uh, being a psychic intuitive. Yes. And before we even jump into that, I wanted to tell you how much I loved reading your bio and how you said you live in the woods of southern New Hampshire. That's exactly what I tell people. No kidding. I live in the woods of southern New Hampshire. Yeah, it's true. We're very lucky we still have some woods in southern New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, granted, I would like woods on all around and my neighbor's like a half a mile apart, but (laughs) I'm happy with these. I'm actually lucky because most of mine are. Well, they're not half a mile, but yeah, I get it. Yep. And your Siberian Huskies. I love Huskies so much. What are their names? Um, well, my husband and I are skiers, so the dogs are named after skis, K2 and Rossi. Love it. Two brands of skis. Beautiful. And they're aptly named, actually. They yeah. really are. Yeah, K2 is, the K2 ski is a very heavy ski. Um, it's very, um, it's like the, you know, the K2 mountain in the Himalayas. Okay. Uh, is where the name comes from. And uh, he's the biggest husky I've ever had. Uh, this They're my third and fourth. But he's 84 pounds. He's a wow. solid big boy. Yeah. And um, and then Rosy, the Rosignol skis, I think, are lighter and they chatter a lot when you ski. And Rosy has a ton to say all the time. He chatters <laughs> constantly, and uh, and he flips around. And at eleven, at eleven, the two of them still are going like they're four. <laughs> That's great. I yeah. love that. <laughs> There's nothing better than an older husky if you've ever had huskies. <laughs> I haven't. And you met May when you came in. She's cute. She's adorable. And it's interesting because she weighs about 35 pounds, and sometimes I have to use all my strength to hold her back. She's so powerful. I can't imagine 84 pounds. That's yeah, and then walk both of them, 84, wow. and, and Brazi is uh, about 67 pounds. They're wow. big boys. I they bet. just are. But, um, and they're big babies, but they're strong. They're just bullheaded. They're not strong-willed. They're actually bullheaded. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. In, in the dictionary, it says stubborn Siberian husky. <laughs> I'll look that up later. (laughs) Yeah, really. All right. So you're ready to get into your interview to talk about mediumship? Okay. So 
When did you first recognize that you had the gift of mediumship and psychic being a psychic intuitive? Uh, what a great question, actually. Uh, and, and it's funny. Um, so to answer the question that's been asked, it was probably going on close to four years ago now. Um, but as I have delved deeper into this and even talked to my sisters, I'm, I'm one of six children, and I have uh, three sisters, two of whom I speak with about this a lot, and they're like, oh, no, 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 you, you know, when you were a little girl, you used to always tell stories and you describe that person over there in the corner and this over here, and we'd all go, oh, there she goes, telling her stories. But, you know, I never paid any attention to it. But uh, four years ago, a very dear friend of mine lost her husband very suddenly. Um, he dropped out of a heart attack uh, in their backyard one night when mm -hmm. he was cooking dinner. And, um, and their story in and of itself is remarkable without any of this. Um, but um, they were just a beautiful, passionate Italian couple. <laughs> and uh, he was the love of her life and vice versa. She was the love of his life. So he passed, and she had the um, memorial service, which I went to, and, um, you know, and, and went through the receiving line. The place was packed, and, you know, gave her a hug. She was, she was in pretty tough shape, and uh, I never really thought anything more about it. You know, I said to her as I you know, was giving her a hug, I'll call you in a couple weeks. We'll get a bottle of wine. You know, just let me know if you need anything, but I'm going to give you your space. Because she has children, adult children, mm -hmm. that I know would surround her right. and take care of her. So anyway, so I never thought another thing about it. And while we were in the receiving line, she had a really big, probably about the size of your poster, photograph of her and her husband. And uh, it was back in the day, and it didn't look anything like her now. And I kept looking at the picture, just sort of amused. You know, they love to go out on their motorcycle and whatnot. So um, anyway, fast forward to that evening and I'm, you know, crawling to bed and as I'm falling asleep, I see that picture of the two of them in front of me in my mind and I thought, oh, you know, I'm having a memory. So I drop off to sleep and then about two or three hours later, probably, I don't know, two o'clock, first thing I think of is I'm, you know, rolling over in bed, I see the picture again. Well, this continues to go on now for until about 3.30 in the morning, where, you know, it's like when you get a songworm in your head and you can't let the song go. This I've picture never referred to it as a songworm before. That's, that's what I've been told, is it's like a songworm. So you get this, so I guess it was like a photo worm, but I get this, I still have this picture of my friends, my head. And about 3.30 in the morning, I roll over, and there's her husband standing next to the bed. Mm. And he says to me, um, you need to text her and tell her to look in the corner of the bedroom and I said I'm sorry but it's 3 30 in the morning I'm not texting her right <laughs> you know I throw the covers over my head <laughs> and just like I must be losing my mind right so I just like cover my head so this continues to go on and every time I open my eyes he's there and he's not leaving he's like you really need to text her and tell her to look in the corner of the bedroom so long story short I finally get up at six he followed me down the hallway. He followed me to where I'm making my coffee. He's constantly tapping on my shoulder. You know, you've got to text her and tell her to look in the, in the corner of the bedroom. So finally, about 6 o'clock, I said to him, listen, she just buried you yesterday. Her heart is broken. I don't even know if she slept last night. I am not going to disturb her <laughs> at 6 in the morning. I'll make a deal with you at 7. I will text her. You go stand in my living room. I have like sort of that open space thing so my kitchen can see my living room. You go stand in my living room and you stay there and don't bother me. <laughs> and he did. So he goes over, stands in the living room. 
and you know, I'm like sort of collecting myself, going, "Am I losing my mind?" <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's a bit of a medium herself, so I'm like, "How am I going to tell her this?" Because well, know, that was going to be my question. Like, what do you just text her and say, "Hey, your husband's here," and he says, "Go look in the corner of the living room." I, mean, I know, I know. And it's like, and you know, the first thing I'm thinking is, she'd be thinking, "Why did he come to you and not me?" Right. And that was really my biggest fear because I didn't want to break her heart more. Right. So finally, seven o'clock. He's like. Out in the nose, right in the nose. Seven o'clock. So I said, fine. So, hello, honey, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. So I, I hit the send button, and he's gone. I can just tell he's not in the house anymore. He's just... He's got so many goosebumps. So I was like, okay, not a word. Phone's silent. I'm like, great, that's it. You know, my worst fears have come true. <laughs> I've broken her heart. She's furious with me. You know, you always go to the worst case scenario. And um, and I consider myself pretty strong in my faith, right? But still, I'm like, oh, here we go. And about 4 o'clock, I forgot about it. About 4 o'clock that afternoon, my phone went off, and it was her. And she said, I'm sorry, I, you know, I saw your text. I just saw your text. We've been, um, my daughter and I have been looking through the house trying to find my marriage license, and we've been here, there. So I happened to look down at your phone and see the message, went into the corner of the bedroom and found the marriage license. Wow. So that's when I said, okay, maybe something's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, okay, this is like, you know, that you can't make that stuff up. No. So uh, from there, it, I studied with a lovely woman, Sh Sheila Clark. Um, she is a medium um, and psychic intuitive. She has studied at Arthur Finn, so she's a spiritualist. Mm -hmm. Many of the mediums and spiritualists um, that I have met here in southern New Hampshire Many of them have studied at Arthur Finley College in London. Yep. It's like the creme de la creme. Exactly. And um, um, and Sheila is phenomenal for the basics. Um, there's another woman that teaches at, Na at New Hampshire Metaphysical, Nancy Smith. I've never taken a class with her, but she is also just, they're great at the fundamentals. And it really does help to have the fundamentals because our words are... Um, our words mean a lot in this business, and discretion is important, and professionalism is important. And also, when people, when you are working with people, um, uh, I, I personally think that you should hold yourself to a standard of authenticity. So, in other words, you know, so I, would your father be in spirit because I have a man? You know, no, you know, you don't do it that way. You. You pull down the evidence from spirit, you deliver it to spirit. So we say from spirit, through spirit, to spirit. And and how you choose your words and what you are sharing brings more authenticity from spirit versus just making it up in your head. Right. So It reminds me of, and I only watched her once, Long Island Medium. Sure. And how, and I imagine it was, a, a lot of it was scripted for the show. Sure. Again, I've only watched it once. Yeah. But how she would just approach someone anywhere. Yeah. Some people might be open to that, and some people might not be open to that. Yeah. And that's a very delicate place to go. It is. That's very well said. It's a very delicate place to go. And there is something in this, in this work that we call spiritual hijacking. Um, when you catch someone off guard, right. when you bring... And the message may be as strong as a bolt of lightning. There's no question about that. But it is, I believe, the medium's responsibility to know 
who he or she's reading for and what they are ready to hear. Right. And if you can read that body language and you can, you know, because you are an intuitive. Just like yoga teachers know when they're, what, after the first class, what their students are capable of, of enduring, right? Mm -hmm. And when they can't get into a particular posture, you know why, but you don't force them. Of course not. You teach them to honor their body, just like you and Inga both, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm studied with Inga. And um, it's, the, it's really no different. Right. Oh, I have so much going on in my head right now. <laughs> like a million questions, I but I want to stick to our interview <laughs> questions. Fire away. When did you begin doing this work professionally? Wow, that's a great question. So I would say that it came right on the tails of my of the passing of my friend's husband. That's when I really buckled down and got serious. And so I started taking classes and and um mediumship development classes mm -hmm. and in mediumship development and those who are mediums that are watching or listening to the podcast will know um, that there there are as I keep going back to fundamentals there are basic fundamentals that 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 it really helps you to learn mm -hmm. um, one of the things for example is you start to build a glossary of symbols right so when you're connecting with spirit um, spirit may place an apple in your hand. That apple could mean a teacher, it could mean a baker, it could mean someone who loved apples, or it could mean someone who ran an orchard. And, um, and as you continue to work, like for me, the more you read, the more comfortable you become um, with the messages that, or the evidence that you get from spirit. But for example, whenever I... Um, feel a grandmother nearby I see this the very first grandmother I ever called through so that is spirit's way of reminding me you remember this energy remember how right. this felt Tina yes spirit I remember you've got a grandmother and then you keep running from there or um we get the general idea so what mm -hmm. you you build over time is this glossary of evidence and you begin to understand um the other thing that you learn in mediumship is spirit is never 100% accurate. So you're a yoga teacher, you're um, intuitive yourself. So you know that um, they are, are not restricted by a physical body. Right. Um, their vibration is way up here and um, our vibration is down here. So when they come through, um, they're lowering their vibration right. to meet with us. So at best, they're probably 80, 85% accurate. So what I tell people when I read for them is that together we are going to build a puzzle. And I'm going to give you the information that I'm getting, and I want you to help me put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, but at the same time, um, spirit never wastes a thought or an action. Never. Even if no one in the room that you're reading for, if you're doing a home party or a gallery, can take the evidence, spirit is not wasting it. Right. It's coming through for a reason. So you really do learn to honor and respect what it takes for these beautiful people in spirit, these souls in spirit, to drop their, their vibration. Which I've heard us. is a lot for them to do. It's a lot. It is. It absolutely is. And, you know, it's funny, Shauna. Um, no matter, I don't know, for people have been doing this for decades, I've what, been at this four years or so, but um, when your first reading is always the most difficult. It, it's always, and I don't mean that um, 
in a negative way. It's just the hardest because you're you're beginning. I think as I do it more, you're learning the energy of your audience and how receptive they are the, or the person that you're reading for, if it's one-on-one -on -one versus a group, whatever. So the first reading is always the most difficult. But then as, as you settle down, as a, you know, because I'm still very much governed by a left brain and a physical body, but as you s settle down and you just release and trust spirit, then it's like this, you know, door opens and in they go. Um, and they're really beautiful. And some of them are hilarious, mm -hmm. very animated. And and then others are very shy and others didn't pass under the greatest circumstances, right. but they're, they're desperate to get through. Right. And I was just with two uh, mediums that I do a lot of galleries with. And um, we were talking about how humbling this work is. And that really is, uh, that would be for me the best way to describe it. I continue to be so humbled that I have beautiful. been asked to be a channel to bring a message through because there's a lot of people out there who it hurts it sure does it hurts to lose a loved one so I can understand what you're saying about opening up and allowing the messages to come through just over the past almost year I've noticed my intuition just open up so much and it I myself have to come to this place of just releasing, letting go, and being open to, and I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here saying I'm a medium, even though I did attend mediumship development classes for a period of time. Oh, good for you. And then I realized that wasn't my route. Yeah. But my intuition, it's incredible what All can happen. Everyone is intuitive. Yeah. I believe that completely. Uh, wait, did I read this once? This is going back decades because, as I said in my bio, I mean, I, I studied literature and philosophy in college, and and um, and I thought that I walked away from it, and except that when I go in and look at my bookshelf, and then I'm like, oh, okay. nope, I never did. I'm still studying. <laughs> you know, you've got the Toltec wisdom, you've got, you know, this, you've got that's hysterical. And uh, I just laugh at myself because I think I figured it all out. And the universe is like, no, 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 I've got it. And you go, oh, okay. But um, but what did I hear? I heard once that um, uh, in the Native American culture, they don't even know what the word in imagination is. Um, that your thoughts are, there is no such thing as imagination. It, it And it's hard for me to define. I can't remember who actually said that. Um, but they're so connected with, they're such spiritual beings, I believe, and so connected with the earth and so connected with the heavens, if you want to call it that, whatever you need to call it. Um, they don't need an imagination. It's real. Right. Whereas many of us are so caught in the tangible. Thinking that this is real. What we can touch, right. what we can see, what right. we can hear, what we can feel, what we can taste, you know, and that's the other, I think that's where that, the, that's where connecting with spirit also becomes very, an important um, exercise in meditation and, and preparation before you start to read for someone um, is to, we call it spiritualizing yourself. And it's going into that quiet place and meditating, taking an Epsom salt bath, whatever you need to do to disconnect yourself from the sensual, tangible world that we live in. Because you're about ready to step into a world where there is nothing tangible. <coughs> that makes sense. Mm. 
Oh, it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> I love this question. Okay. Because I'm so, I'm so curious about your answer. So you meet a stranger. Mm-hmm. What label or description do you give yourself when you're asked what it is that you do for work? When a stranger asks you what you do for work. That's such a great question. I saw that one, too. Uh, and um, um, I now, it took me a while to get to this point. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I now call myself a medium. Beautiful. I struggle with the word psychic um, because only because I think um, it's bantered about a lot in our culture. Um, I like intuitive more so than psychic, mm -hmm. but psychic has its place. Sure does. Tarot, reading tarot cards is very psychic. Mm -hmm. It's psychic work. But where I really resonate and feel incredibly connected is with spirit. Um, and so I, uh, and in mediumship and that's, I truly feel like, um, I truly feel like I'm home. I don't know any other way oh, to say God. that. And, um, and uh, in, at the risk of repeating myself, but I also believe repetition is a great teacher. Sure is. Um, I, um, it, you are so humbled if you ever ha if I had any fear around this work at all, it would be that I woke up one day and the voices were quiet. That's my you know, and so I don't even feed that. <laughs> but because when you make that connection, um, regardless of the circumstances by which the uh, the spirit passed, and sometimes we're talking suicide, mm -hmm. sometimes we're talking murder, right? Um, and then sometimes we're, we're talking debilitating diseases like cancer and Alzheimer's and whatnot. Um, when you're able to make that connection and you, it takes your reader back to that moment when they lost their loved one. And you can literally see the the film playing out in their mind of their life with that person. Right. You know, my father's been in spirit for 43 years. I was 16 when he died. And, um, um, and I'll never forget one of my favorite mediums. She's a mentor of mine, Anita, um, Brassicourt McMillan, Anita McMillan. And she, I was at a gallery that she was doing with another friend of mine, Karen Whisper. And, um, uh, and Anita pulled through my father and boy, she nailed him. And, of course, you know, this. I do this, right? I'm studying. This is about two years ago. So still fairly um, um, like a junior and, or even apprentice at that point. And um, I was amazed. So I've sat with mediums. I know my father's in spirit. I have, um, I'm very comfortable with it. I, you know, I know why he left as early as he did. I, I'm good with all that. Right? So you would think I'd just be jubilant when, and Anita just got everything. She got the way he used to fuss with his hair. She got his height. Mm. She got his person. I mean, it was a beautiful reading. And I was a mess. <laughs> I touched your heart. I'm telling you, right I, actually, back. when she, exactly, exactly. And when she finished that reading, I, it felt like he died yesterday. I was <gasps> so sad because I was like, and you know, and now it's my, so 43 years, my father's been in spirit. Well, yeah, 43 years he's been in spirit, right? Right. And it'll be 44 this year. And, uh, 
I never dreamt about him for the longest time. Never dreamt about him, never saw him, nothing. And I thought, geez, why is he so quiet? And, um, and as I've started doing this work, I mean, I literally run into him in the hallway in my house. And he wow. stares me. I'm like, whoa. Wow. It's like, really, Dad? <laughs> so you actually see. Yeah, I do. Yes. Very, that's a great question. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I am clairvoyant and audiovoyant. Okay. So I see and I hear. Okay. A number of the people that, a number of my friends and colleagues in, um, are, you know, are kinesthetic. They mm -hmm. feel and they also um, can taste. Um, but I'm mostly clairvoyant and audiovoyant. Hmm. I love that. So we've already talked about your formal training and mm. your instruction. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to your formal training? Uh, you mean about my formal yeah. training? Yeah. Um, there, let's see. So I continue to do practice and development work at New Hampshire Metaphysical yeah. up in London, Derry, with Julianne Gaziella. And um, she's just delightful. She's got more energy than a tornado. And um, um, and then recently, I also did a seminar with Tony Stockwell. Oh, yeah. Oh, my and God. Tony, yes. Tony, what a character. Oh, my goodness. He's so funny. He's a spiritualist. Yes. Very much affiliated with uh, Arthur Finley. Uh, but I did something at Moth and Moon back at the beginning of December called uh, Trance. Or He's so funny. He said you're right because they he calls it trance, T-R-A-N-C-E, and of course he's like you people in America call it trance. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a new, evolving type of mediumship, um, and all I can tell you, Shauna, is in trance or trance, um, you you literally do merge with the spirit, and you take on their physical appearance you take on their gestures their mannerisms mm. you're it's not channeling right um it's really fascinating so that i'm so in other words you this just all keeps evolving and developing it's beautiful it is i've seen tony stockwell not in person but i've seen he's done some events with lauren rainbow yes he has yeah, so lauren rainbow who is is who i have seen multiple times i've oh, done some training underneath john holland have you really? Yes. Good. Uh, more intuitive, not mediumship. It okay. was more intuitive mm -hmm. in uh, psychic development. And I also am connected with Laura Wooster and Rose Ritelli. I don't know if you know either one of them. They I work out of Circles of Wisdom. Yeah. Laura. And Moth and Moon, right? Yeah. Or Dragonfly Landing. Oh, cool. I've never heard of that place. I like the name. Mm. Um, I the Laura Wooster I've heard, but the other person. Rose Ritelli. She no, works out of Rose. Circles of Does Wisdom. Does she? Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Um, actually, I met Lauren Rainbow, not, I wasn't formally introduced, but when Tony came to Moth and Moon, um, Danielle Dion owns Moth and Moon. Um, when he came to Moth and Moon, um, Lauren was there as well. So mm -hmm. that's the first time I've actually ever seen her. She has wonderful meditations. Yeah. Yeah. She sure does. Her guided meditations are really good. That's who actually ran the, the mediumship development circles that I went to when she was doing them at Circles of Wisdom Ooh. when that was in Andover. Now it's in Methuen. Yeah. Nice space, too. What was your intention or your motivation for doing this work? Wow. You know, I read that question. You'd think I'd have my answer prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about this for a minute. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I think initially I was curious. Um, 
And I think because I am a human initially, and this is very important, um, I'm sure that to some degree it was ego-driven. You learn very, very, very quickly that there is no place for ego in mediumship at all. And you know when your ego or your left brain is starting to enter into the picture because you're you're make it's it's just not spirit. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so I think once you make that connection and you you receive the validation as I did from my friend, um, several things fell into place. Um, helping her know that he's still connected to her when her heart is so broken because she's lost him, even though she is, as I said. A medium herself um, having that connection bringing that peace of mind bringing that joy love. bringing that love bringing that validation I mean there are um, if you are able to bring even a modicum of comfort or peace to to people it's it like I said it's just it's wildly humbling you know I I was. I am no longer a practicing Catholic, but I was raised Catholic, and uh, yeah, and um, um, you know the mea culpa, mea culpa. But I'll tell you, there are times when I do. I just, you know, after it happens, you just like I am oh, not yeah. worthy, and um, and I, so I think it was, it was all, it was that, but it was also, am I losing my mind? <laughs> there <laughs> is. I know question. there's somebody standing next to my bed, and I don't know what to do with this. You know what I mean? And it was, uh, and there was a, uh, this is the other, for those of you who have these experiences and, and you're wondering if you are losing your mind. Um, yeah, you know, what would I, you say to that? Exactly. What I would say to you is uh, one of the things that you learn in, in the fundamentals of mediumship is how to turn off spirit, which you have to do. You have to, my, my mentors, uh, Anita uh, McMillan and Liz Robidoux, uh, both taught me right from the get-go that you set up a contract with spirit and you tell spirit when you are open and when you are not. Right. And super you, important, right? It is super important because if you don't, uh, um, and I don't know the science behind this. I'm sure there are people out there watching this, this podcast or listening that know. But the belief is that somewhere around the, the bewitching hour, the magical hour, somewhere around 2 or 3 in the morning, and from about 3 to 5, and, and I guess there is a circle of thought that the the electromagnetic field is dropped, has dropped. And so all that surface noise and, and interaction or, uh, um, and confusion and um, whatnot, vibration lowers and it makes it easier for spirit to come forward. Most people get their, most people connect if they haven't turned off their light switch or told spirit or set that contract with spirit, will get bothered like you read about from three o'clock on. All night long, yeah. Well. You will, and you can't survive like that. No. Uh, or you're in no, the No, do I want, would I want to? Exactly. Don't disturb my sleep. Exactly. I only let my kids disturb my sleep when they were sick or something. <laughs> <laughs> they were babies. Well, you know, and the other piece of it too is though, as you know, when you are, when you're sitting and talking with someone, I've, I've been in a work environment. I've been in, you know, because I still have a professional job. 
where I do business development. And if I forget to tell Spirit, I'm sitting there talking to a client and, and you know, their mother, father, brother, uncle, sister, just whomever is just standing right behind them and you're kind of going, okay, what do I do here? And and so what one of the first things you learn in the fundamentals is how to set that contract with Spirit and then how to turn the light off. And do you have to set, so when you set the contract, is that like a general contract or can you do it in the minute or in the moment? Well, uh, it helps if you literally write the contract down. This is your agreement with Spirit. These are the times when I am not available. And then you commit to that contract and Spirit knows. And, then and what happens when they just pop in? You tell them, I'm not, I'm not open. You, you are not welcome and I'm not open. Go. And they will. There are some that are really persistent, yeah. um, and um, I think it's more of a, you better be persistent, me physically, right. better be serious about this, because they'll just continue to follow you around. And, and the night that my friend's husband came, I didn't know anything about a contract, so he bothered me from three in the morning. <laughs> Clearly, tapping on, you know on your shoulder, tapping on your shoulder, waiting for seven o'clock, tapping on your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. They just, you know, the way my 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 friend and mentor Liz Robidoux explained it to me is, have you ever flown at night and looked out the window? Yeah. And so you're looking out the window at night and you see a cluster of lights here mm -hmm. and then over here it's dark. And then you see a cluster of lights here and over here it's dark. Um, I thought this was a lovely way to describe it. Liz said, to spirit, we are the cluster of lights. So if they see that light, they're like, right oh, there. we got somebody. Interesting. We're coming down. You know, and it it's um, it, it is not uncommon uh, even when you go to a gallery and you're reading for 10, 15, 20, 100 people, um, spirit already knows if their loved one is coming, sometimes even before we do. Right. And and you will have someone come through and you have got, you, I, I, you can see them, feel them, hear them, smell them, whatever. You've got it down pat and you're listening and nobody in the room can take it. And what we have all come to learn and respect is that there could have been someone who was coming that night at the last minute, either changed their mind or couldn't make it. Spirit doesn't know that. So spirit just is ready and bound and determined to get the message through. And so you just take it and you ask, can anyone take it? Right. It doesn't mean that the medium that you're watching is wrong. Right. It just means that the person who that spirit came for didn't materialize in the room. They aren't there. They couldn't make it for whatever reason. It's so interesting because as you're talking, I'm listening intently, but at the same time, I'm reflecting on the galleries <laughs> that I've been in and, and different things that I've experienced. And whoo! Yeah. How long are the readings you offer? Oh, that's my, that's probably my weakest point because, um, there are a different kinds of, there are different schedules that you can set, like phone readings, you can do 15 minutes, you can do 30 minutes. So if you go into like a psychic fair, right? You walk but I'm talking about you though. Me? Yeah. Oh, I, I struggle to stay within 30 minutes. I'm, I'm, I have to set a timer because okay. I'll just keep going. But do you just offer 30 minutes or do you do 60 oh, no, minutes? Oh, I'll do one? it. Oh, I'll okay, just, so that was my question. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I didn't, yeah. Maybe I didn't pose it correctly. No, that's okay. So you offer, do you offer 15, 30, and 60-minute yes, sessions? Yes, okay, I Okay, beautiful. Yeah. And if I go to someone's home, like I went to a, I did a home party uh, just after Christmas. It was so much fun. What a 
just a fun group of people. And, um, I mean, we had some very emotional moments, don't get me wrong, but they're, they're, they were so open and so receptive. And in that particular instance, I was there for four hours. I don't recommend that because you, I was absolutely wiped I was the next say, day. I was you must have been exhausted. I was dead the next day. I was just like barely functioning. But, but so most do, of the time it's about two hours. You, you do, do home, home parties. parties. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. how far do you travel to do home parties? In that particular instance, I went on. I, I was. Um, I went out to Sturbridge. Um, you but did. Yeah, that's a haul. But okay. um, you know, at this stage, Shauna, honestly, um, in the spirit of full disclosure, I, as I said to you before we got started, I still have a full time job. Right. Uh, in the corporate world, and um, and it's a, and I'm very good at that job. And my company is very good to me, but um, um, if it if this were my full time job, I don't know that I think I'd probably put more boundaries around where I go and what I do. But at this point, I just want every opportunity because it is um, it just it nourishes my soul. I ask because um, several months ago, one of my cousins reached out for me out to me asking mm -hmm. me. If I knew, I don't remember what where she lives. I don't remember where she lives. But she asked me if I knew any mediums that would do a house party out in that area, mm -hmm. and I didn't at the time. I could, I connected her with a couple of people, mm -hmm. um, and I don't I don't know where it went after that. So that's interesting. So maybe I'll have to mention that in my post about you on yeah, social media. Yeah, I would I would absolutely go. I would travel an hour. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Um, what platforms do you offer for readings? So I, I know you talked about phone readings. Do you mm -hmm. do in, and you do the home session? I do. Yeah. So I do phone readings. I do what we call home parties. Mm -hmm. um, and usually, at home parties, we, um, it it is beneficial if you can have at least you know no less than five. So you could do five or more. Um, uh, and then I also do galleries, um, which is probably what you've seen folks do mm -hmm. at Circles uh, of Wisdom quite a bit, where you are up in front of a room. Right. And um, so those are phone readings. And then, of course, one-on-one, -on -one, one -on -one. obviously. Right. Yeah. And what instructions, if any, do you give a client before they come in for a reading with you? That's a great question, actually. And there's and I don't. There's actually two answers to that question, two phases to that question. Um, the first instruction that I give is for them to think about who they'd like to connect with, if there's anyone in particular. Um, and uh, really, that's all you need to do um, is just think about who you would like to connect with. the The next set of instructions I will give uh, over the phone, but then when I'm with them face to face, I give. Um, I repeat these instructions, and these are very important. And that is, when I start to pull through evidence and connect with spirit, and I tell you, I have this, I have this, I have this, um, can you take this? What I need you to respond back to me is yes, no, or maybe. Right. Um, what I don't want, and most mediums don't want, is the backstory right <laughs> because oh yeah we're still humans right and we still have a left brain and if i get too much of the backstory i am my left brain kicks in and right. that's not spirit right, right. and that's that the really part so i did this home party just recently oh they were just so much fun um 
but the hostess, I told her that when beforehand I said, this is really important. I want you to be able to tell, I want you to tell everyone yes, no, or maybe. Spirit never wastes a thought, okay? And um, so what I'm pulling through, even if you can't take it or you can take piece of it, remember spirit is at best 85% accurate. So we're building that puzzle together, right? Um, but yes, no, or maybe. And so <laughs> as as her sisters and her cousins and whatnot were there, and we're getting the evidence, and they've sipped a little bit more wine, and they're relaxed, right? They're just <laughs> a little bit more open. A little bit more open. You know, they start down the, you know, they start to give the backstory, and my host would be like, no, no, no. Yes, no, we're good. Good host. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> By the end of the night, I was calling her my business manager. She was just, she was like, don't. That was really funny. She's just that beautiful. Is great. They were so beautiful. Oh. I remember the first time I went to see Lauren Rainbow. I, I <laughs> practiced the whole day of Aww. just releasing any sort of expectations. Expectation. Sure. And just being open to receive. Yeah. And being in that energy made the session just that much better. Oh, good. You know, so just release your expectations Jeez. and be open to receive whatever message you receive. And Yes, no, or maybe only. Yes, no, or maybe only. <laughs> Let go That's, of your backstory. It's so true. So you sit for readings at New Hampshire Metaphysical, correct? I do. Okay. And that's where I told you earlier I did my IET training yeah. with Laura Haley. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about doing a little a little session right now? A little nervous, but sure. <laughs> I'm going to totally leave it up to you. I, okay. Um, as long as you're comfortable doing it. Sure. Well, here goes. Uh, so let's see what we've got. So one of the other things that I'm trying to do less of is closing my eyes, but sometimes when I do close my eyes, it makes the spirit stronger. But the truth of the matter is, from the moment you sat down, you do have a woman standing behind you. Um, and... As you've probably learned from sitting with mediums, um, this woman feels like she's older. So it's either a mother or a grandmother energy. Although when I see her, she's showing me, um, uh, and spirit will often do this, they'll come through in their prime. So they really don't want to show, show you when they were at their most vulnerable right. until they're comfortable. Um, so uh, this woman is uh, on your left, behind your left shoulder. Um, I very clearly just heard grandmother. Um, about the same height as you. Hmm. Short, you mean? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, right. <laughs> You're too funny. Not tall. Not tall. Yeah. Um, precious. Absolutely, sweetheart. Um, um so, yeah, I don't know if your grandmother's hair was like this. This is what, when I get a grandmother, I see like the, the curls, right? The tightly curled hair. Like she's, as my mother would always say, get your hair set. My grandmother would say, mm -hmm. get my hair set at the, at the beauty salon. <laughs> so, you know, her hair set, uh, wireframe glasses, um, um, uh, a tiny, she's just a tiny little thing. Um, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. She's just a little cutie. Mm -hmm. Um, and she keeps, um, patting your shoulder like this, like it's a, a form of support. Um, 
Hang on one second. Take your time. Can you connect with anything that I've given you so far? Oh, yeah. Far? That's, I think that's my grandmother on my mother's side. On your mom's side. Okay. Who my little dog May is named after. No kidding. Her, can I tell you her name or do you not want me to tell not you? Not yet. Okay. No. Um, if you don't mind. Um, it's it, it's really interesting, too, because your grandmother actually loves the multiple colors in the picture behind you. Really? Yeah. This is like she keeps... Gram and as I've been... As we've been chatting... Um, I keep seeing her just sort of every once uh, she's always standing on your left side which would be the feminine side that's why I'm thinking it's maternal but um, but she also is very distracted by the colors behind you because she's just enjoys them they um, she her hand just keeps going like this over the picture like she just keeps tracing the there's a framed picture behind Shauna that's got the colors of the chakras and the rainbow and your grandmother's just very enamored with that. She just keeps tracing her hand over it and over it, which is interesting. Um, she loves the colors. Would she have liked colors when she walked on the earth necessarily? I don't remember. Okay. All right. So let's see what else we've got. Um, okay. Two things are happening right now. Um, I'm asking her to, to give me more information about her. And as I said that, I'm getting a, a pretty substantial pain over my left eye. Um, and I'm also, my left arm is really sore. Um, it's not numb like you would have with a heart attack, although it is tingly. Um, but this pain is pretty intense. Would, would she have suffered a stroke or fallen and hit her hit her head one of my grandmothers suffered a stroke okay and both my grandmothers are short okay i kind of have like a hobbit gene running in my <laughs> hobbit gene no um, disrespect yeah no they're uh, yeah so the grandmother that i had so it could be that something we get a lot yep. in mediumship is blending yep right and um but the grandmother who's the strongest right now um, my arm is steadily going more and more numb. Okay. I can't, I, like, my arm is getting heavier and heavier by the second. Um, and it, but it started with a piercing, um, a piercing feeling here. It was just, came on like almost a lightning bolt. And then I'm just, I'm losing control of this arm. And um, this arm feels like it is about, it's dead weight right now. Um, so... I would say that that of the grandmothers, that one is the strongest. Yeah, see, this it's now going into the back of my neck. Um, okay, so that's good. All right, so I um, with that that makes me think this is not your maternal grandmother who we thought initially this was your other grandmother. Both my maternal grandmothers are in spirit. Okay, and one of them did have a stroke. And one okay, and both of them were closer to the ground than okay. heaven. Okay, or the sky. Okay. There's something significant about a feather. Um, Why do you say that? Oh, I'm sorry. What it, duh. Um, so oftentimes when I read, uh, more when I get towards the end of the reading, I'll ask Spirit if they have something for you. I, I feel like I'm, um, that came on fairly fast here because I'll usually close up the reading by, you know, is there a gift that, but this, but, um, she just shoved, so it has to be a hawk feather. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just I have didn't feathers even think about all it. around this house. And I know. So she 
she just pushed the feather towards me. It is absolutely a hawk feather. It might, might actually even be uh, more like a turkey feather, to be honest with you. Um, okay, that's fine. Um, just give me a second, because there's really okay. something she's intent upon saying to you. Um, in addition to the feather, um, she has a book. It's a journal. I'm assuming you journal. I do. Yeah. Um, a special journal. Do you have a special pen that you use? I have my favorite pen that there I've we had go. for a long time. Yeah. She's the, and so what, I, what she's telling me, I'm still trying to figure out which one I have, which of your grandmothers I have, but one is definitely stronger than the other. Um, but she's telling I me, mean, she literally, wow, she hangs out. It's cool. She, she's always on your left side. When, are you left-handed? No. You're right-handed. Okay. When you are writing in your journal, though, she knows that you have a ritual with this journal. So you grab the journal, and you uh, there's a special pen that you use, and she is always with you as you're writing in that journal. In fact, she's sort of like peeking over your shoulder hmm. when you're writing. Um, give me a second. And that journal is really important. That is her connection to you. But it feels like there's something else besides that. Hang on a second. Okay, I'm going with it. Um, so, would you understand if you had, a, in addition to writing in the journal, there's a ritual around when you journal? And would that ritual when you journal include a cup of tea? Not at this point in my life, but okay. I wouldn't discount it. Or a glass of wine. <laughs> well, seems... I've been sober for over eight months. Okay. So it might okay. be coffee, but okay. I do enjoy tea from time to time. Okay. They, you know, it's interesting. She is, okay, but this really was a mug. It was like a mug or a, a, a cup. I don't know why she pushed that towards me. It, it's interesting, Shauna. She's painting a picture, right? We've talked about this. We're putting a puzzle together. But she's literally painting this picture in front of me. She's got a table. She's got the journal open. She's got the feather. She's got the pen. And she pushed um, a beverage, which is in a mug or a cup. Um, so that, I'm going to say it's more of a hot beverage. Um, and I... I believe that what she's trying to help you understand is this is what is that she sees you when you sit down to journal. These are the she's witnessed all of that. Would you be able to accept all of that as part Absolutely. of? Absolutely. Really. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Let's see what else. She, there's somewhere else she wants me to go with her. So she sort of like keeps pulling me. She's pulling me in a direction, and I'm trying to figure out where we're going. It's, Okay, so, <clears throat> um, where, what is this? I see a room that's somewhat dark, and I don't mean that in a negative way, um, but she keeps pulling me towards a dark, a darker room. I, I don't understand what this means, um, but she so we're sitting here we're look we've got the ritual that we described of journaling in your book but then she picks she grabs me by the arm and she keeps pulling me it's like down a hallway to a darker room i don't why don't we leave that 
it feels like that's deeply personal and and um so I'm willing, let's go back to that at some point. I'm just going to ask her if she'll leave that. Sure. Um, I will <clears throat> say that I love my rooms dimmer. I do generally don't have a lot of lights on in the rooms that I'm in because okay. my eyes are really sensitive to light. Okay. Even this right now is like a lot. Uh -huh. But I've also been doing a lot of work on my own internal rooms. Oh, right? okay. So through my meditations, I okay. like to like just look around and see what's in this room and see what's in that room. Yep. So I'm doing a lot oh, of work with the unconscious. And yeah, because where I am, where she keeps taking me is dark, and it doesn't feel negative. Right. But it is like solitude, solace, um, and very private. Uh, it, wow. Yeah. So that's interesting because the past couple of months, I... I actually got worried for a couple of days because I like I call it hermiting. Oh. I've spent a great deal of time down here mm -hmm. in my space twice a day, and it's always dark down here. I just have my candles lit when I'm oh, down okay. here. Oh, okay. Sometimes the light if I bring my journal down with me. Okay. And I have done a lot of that recently. A lot. So she comes with you. So can, if you can help me with something, just in the interest of time, um, Based on the evidence that I've given you so far, do you know which grandmother this is? No. Really? Um, so we still well, haven't determined that. We uh, have actually, no, I think I do. I okay. think it's I think it's my mother my father's mother. Your father's mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and yet she loves to hang out on that left side. Um, well, my left side is significant. It is. Really? Yeah. Okay. It is. Okay. Um I'm not gonna go into Good that to white, now. But it is significant. <laughs> but it is significant. Yeah. It's... And so is the feather. Okay. The feather really? is hugely significant for me. Wow. So it, so this is what's fascinating. When we started our conversation, um, uh, at first I thought something was happening with my vision uh, because um, the both of the the lights here, the filter light, they both shifted. The whole room just went like that. Hmm. And now, as I think about it, it actually wasn't them. I mean, I really literally thought that they moved about a foot to the <laughs> to the hour left, right? And uh, now I realize that it was her. She was actually just walking away and taking her place behind you. So oh, she is one of your guardians. She is, um, this work that you're doing is very important. Now, this is really interesting, Shauna. So, again, because, you know, we don't want to go on forever, Um um, I just, as we're talking and you're describing, I'm asking her, is there anything significant or substantial that she wants to get across to you? So wrap your head around this one or your heart around this one. Because when I said that to her and she was insistent that I go over into these darker rooms, right? We talked about that. And as soon as I asked her that, she went over to what would be, uh, she symbolized a window with very heavy drapes and with one fell swoop, she went and opened the drapes. And when she opened the drapes, the light was very clear. Your path was very clear and very illuminated. The work that you are doing right now is preparing you for the next step. And the next step, the minute you open those drapes, you will know exactly where you're supposed to go. And it's, it is extremely, I see the path, you're outside. I don't know why you're outside. But, um, uh, but the sun is so bright. I mean, so the contrast of, you know, checking out the darkness in the rooms, right? When, when you finish that work, um, 
you will know. And she is encouraging. She's like, whip the drapes open, stop hermiting, <laughs> and step forward and, and move because the path is brightly illuminated. I mean, I literally can hear birds singing. I can smell spring. So I'm going to say this is probably by springtime. Um, this um, internal journey, which is important, and she honors and she's walking it with you. It's an important journey for you. But by springtime, whip the drapes open. Get out of the dark rooms and the intuitive and, and step forward. And, and as we started our preliminary conversation when I got here, at least I think we talked about this, um, this is 2020, right? right. We're in 20, and, and many astrologers are calling it, it's the year of clear vision. Thank God. Thank God is right. We've been working up to this for a long time. And it's, um, it's you know, it, there's no more preparation. You are doing the final preparations, and it's a perfect time and in the year to do it because it's winter. That's exactly how I have felt. Yeah. So there has been a part Absolutely. of me that's like, that has felt like I need to be here right now. I need to be here yes, you do. right now. Yeah, sure. We but I'm do. not afraid to go out. It's not, it's not that I'm afraid to leave my house. Right. But I... I feel the need to do the internal work right now, and I'm trusting that. And I have felt that kind of feeling about springtime. I mean, mm-hmm. my birthday's in April, so oh, first zodiac sign, right? Oh, so I'm like, I'm married to an Aries. He's wonderful. Bit. Yeah, um, I love So Aries. that all makes perfect sense to me. Oh, good. It really does, and that I'm so glad I have this recorded because I really she is. Um, she's delightful. She's, uh, but, but, but she's also. Pardon the pun, Grandma. Dead serious. <laughs> no, I and don't I mean to be disrespectful. You're not, and I. She's kind of fun. Yeah. Did she have a sense of humor? Yeah. Yeah, she's hysterical. She's like a, you could say dead serious. Yeah. Okay, she's dead serious. Okay. Ooh, so I leave so you much. with her blessings. Thank you so much. You're welcome for that. so much. Thank you. All right, I'm done. Like I, <laughs> let's finish this up. Okay. So I can then. Hermit and Hermit. feel into all yeah. this. Okay, so <laughs> how you can find Tina? You can email Tina at Owens, O W E N S at Tina dot com. Owens Tina. Owens, Owens Tina, Tina at Comcast. Did oh, I write Owens, that wrong? Uh, maybe I wrote it no, wrong. No, it's okay. So Owens Tina, Tina at Comcast dot. I think maybe you did because that's I just copied it from what you wrote. That's fine. Owens oh, Tina. Spirit at is so Comcast dot net. Yeah. Owens Tina at Comcast.net. You have an event coming up, which is wonderful because my my episodes launch on Tuesdays, and your event is this Friday, following the day that your oh, episode launches. So cool. Tina is going to be at New Hampshire Metaphysical. There is a gallery happening. Yes, on two of my Friday, yep. uh, February seventh, from seven to eight thirty p.m. And I'll put a link on that when I post this on social media. Right to New Hampshire Metaphysical. Um, so if go check out Tina and Thank her you. friends. Yeah, Anna Bemis, who's a spiritual artist, she's amazing. And uh, my friend Denise Rees, um, who connects with, um, Denise is remarkable. She connects often with children in spirit, which is hard work. And yet her Denise's soul is so light and so pure um, that children feel very safe connecting with her. So Denise, myself, and Anna. Um, and then um, the last thing I'll say is New Hampshire Metaphysical, um, Julianne Gaziella had a wonderful intensive last August. Um, and there were 
13 of us wow. that signed up for the intensive. It went for eight weeks. Um, it was a mediumship intensive. She taught us everything. She's re she's a remarkable person. And um, and so that's where we'll be. We'll be where we did our intensive. And so please come. Wonderful. It'll be a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's good to be with you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all for listening, for watching, and I look forward to seeing you again.